as soldiers in the army of God, we are constantly in battle. Everything to the end that you take over a territory. It takes more than fighting the demons and overcoming demonic powers to take over a territory. Establishing the kingdom comes with battles. And if the kingdom will be established, then the soldiers must be rooted. You can dislodge principalities and powers over a territory and not be able to negotiate with human beings who have hosted them for years. It takes more than just dislodging the devils, the demonic powers, to actually take over and operate a territory. The kingdom culture has to be imposed. Forget Moses met with God on the hill. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you must understand that the mountains here or the hill here does not signify his problem as when Jesus Christ said, you shall say to this mountain. But this signifies the manifest presence of God. It signifies, you know, the, the, the environment that actually typifies heaven or where God dwells. And now it shall come to pass, this is one of the words I want you to take note. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established. Now, don't forget, these are year of establishment and uh, multiple manifestations. So, if the establishment is there, then you see what will follow. And I'm still going to go back to this scripture in the course of the conference. He said, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of on the top of the mountains. So all the things we call mountains of influence. If God is building you as a house, if God is building your business as a house and is establishing it, it's going to be on the top of the mountains. First and foremost, the mountain of the Lord, the presence, the world, the rock of ages, and then the mountains of influence. And it says, and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. So it makes that it to be visible. It will be visible. It will be, you know, it will be an establishment that all nations will look up to. And look at what it says. All nations will flow to it. All right? Everyone from different industries will flow to it. He said, many people shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord because it is of the Lord. So there is, our church is not for somebody. Our church is of the Lord. The same way you see your business and your career has been of the Lord. And that is why the establishment is orchestrated only by the Lord. And he said, people by themselves will invite themselves to go to that mountain. He said, to the house of God of Jacob, he will teach us his ways and then we shall walk in his path. So they will not just be hearing teaching. There will be impartation. There will be transformation in their lives. To walk in his path. I believe that things that have held you down, you know, in the past years, you are loosed from them these years in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Going forward, I believe from 2023, I was speaking with the man of God who was telling me, he said, in fact, the next seven, ten years will be determined. I said, can you imagine? You're just confirming what God told me. I mean, you remember I told you guys that, you know, God spoke that as you plan the next ten years. Do you remember? So the team for the next ten years, I have it. <laughs> <laughs> all right so and when he was speaking then i found out that 2023 is very strategic to the years coming up all right even in the political history of our nation you know in different areas a man of god was speaking he said the exit of the queen was a change of order that is is is, is and if you check the scripture truly god raised kings 
and dethrone kings and take kings and remove kings and, in order to cause a prophetic fulfillment. Are you getting what I'm saying? So everybody should be on the alert and be spiritually sensitive to a spiritual shift that can take place in the realm of the spirit. And so this is one of the key words that God has given unto us. Long time, but he's bringing it back. And he says, we shall walk in his path. So that means people will be energized to walk in the path of God without any struggle. And I decree this year, any form of spiritual struggle is over in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. He said, for out of Zion, after communion, shall go forth the law. And we understand Zion to be his general body, you know, or general city or for all believers, but we are claiming it. The last of communion shall go the Lord, that is the word of God, powerful, potent, producing results, and the word of the Lord from us. Glory to God. If you believe that, can you say amen? amen. So now you know you were told, what are the things to expect? I mean, God's prophecies and promises. You remember that, you know, um, uh, I mean, I'm not going to be going into that details, but maybe later we'll be able to get there. You remember recovery and restoration. All right, you listen to or watch the New Year Eve message. Very important, and I'm not going back there. If I have the opportunity later, I might teach some of these things, you know, in the course of the year, probably first quarter or so. And then recovery and restoration. And then we have number two, ease and speed. Anointing for ease and speed. That there is no room for tags in this year. Are you getting what I'm saying? You just take off. Look at your neighbor and say, we just take off. Anointing for ease and speed. That's already terminated that spirit of struggle. The number three is open doors and wide spaces. When God will be creating rooms for us to operate, God will be opening more doors. God will be connecting us and be reopening wells that were once dug and be handing them over to us. And be giving us opportunities to be able to express ourselves. Look at your neighbors. Say, I'm full of potentials. Now, there are some of you who just need certain opportunities for you to know that you're a good manager. Yeah. You just need certain opportunities for you to know that you can actually turn certain things around. And those opportunities are coming for you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I want you to believe strongly. I mean, let me tell you something. The way I prepare for this meeting is different. Let's not, I mean, I will advise you if you are watching online, try and be here physically if you can. And if you cannot, let your spirit connect with what is going on in this environment. The last one is revelations and manifold wisdom. Divine revelations and manifold wisdom. And I like us to be very sensitive or that same confusion. God wants to shine light. Do you get what I'm saying? The Bible says it costs light out of darkness. So you can imagine that inside that same problem, there is a solution. So when we just give him his attention or we give him our attention, okay, then we are able to assess revelation in the midst of trouble. And this year, you will never be confused for any moment in the name of Jesus Christ. And I want us to be very, 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 you know, 
Um, I want us to be very sensitive. Why I say that is that this year I want people, especially if you're a communion personnel, you know, Bible says that it's not all those who are Israel that are Israelites. There is a practice I want everybody who is a communion to have this year. And that is the consciousness of God's presence. The consciousness of God's presence. That will help you not to be slacked when it comes to spiritual things. The consciousness, because many things just go towards, come towards us, and we don't see them, or we don't hear them, and then we lose sickness, or they go past us. Are you getting what I'm saying? And see, let me tell you, if a word is meant for you, even if it has gone past you, it's coming back. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the only thing is that you must be sensitive enough to be repositioned. If Bible says, once I've spoken, twice I've heard. So if you miss it once, you are still going to hear it again. There will, still be, there will still be more opportunities to hear what you have missed again. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, but then this year, we must develop practicing God's manifest presence, consciousness. The conscious, you must be practicing consciousness of God's manifest presence. That's, that's by the Spirit of God. Where do you want me to take? By the Spirit of God. How should I go? By the Spirit of God. Which one should I pick? By the Spirit of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Consciousness of God's manifest presence. Not even just when we need Him. Even in worshiping Him and adoring Him. Consciousness of God. is not a year where you are struggling with social media. It's taking your place. It's taking the place of God in your life or something. It's not that kind of year. It's a year where everybody has to be deeply spiritual. Rooted in the spirituality of heaven. All these visions you used to see before that stopped, all the things that you used to, by just internal knowing, inward knowing, you know which way to go, all right? And then those things ceased. God is reactivating all those things back in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So let me tell you something. The feast is very important too. Should I tell you the reason why it's very important? It determines communion festival. It determines what happens in the year. It determines, uh, what, what else do we have? LCLPC. It determines media retreat. It determines one camp meeting. It determines every service on Sunday. Because this is what prepares your spirituality. This is what prepares you ahead of time. Based on the word of God that we have received. I mean, if I have my way, if it's, if it's a nation where everything is really, a city where everything is really interconnected in terms of transportation, mobility, and blah, 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 we will be running it like money, evening, money, evening, money, evening. You need a lot of word in your spirit. And let me tell you something. We might not have all the time to pray in church. As you get the word, wake up in the night and pray in your home. As you get the walk, wake up very early in the morning. If you can't wake up in the morning, in the night, and pray in the Holy Ghost. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. One hour, two hours, three hours. Pray till you break through your mind. See, let me tell you, the word that, that goes out, there are words that were gotten in the place of intense prayer and worship. So you cannot just receive them, all right, by being on the surface. There is a measure of energy that you need to receive them. That's why there are ministries that prepare their people to attend a conference. All right? They fast, they pray, they join us. And I said, I want to believe. Last week we fasted. So by now, your spirit should still be able to pick signals and receive light. 
May God help us in the mighty name of Jesus. So don't let us take it for granted. Let's take it, you know, with all expectation and anticipation. The revelation and manifold wisdom. This year is not for foolishness. You will never be foolish one moment. <laughs> you don't know the meaning of that prayer. <laughs> so all this, number one, to four promises and prophetic words are for our next level increase, expansion, new lease of life. And I mention new lease of life because some of you, you have to forget the former things outrightly. You have to start something new this year. And you must not be so much emotionally attached to what has been happening in the past that you are finding it difficult to take a new leap. Are you getting what I'm saying? A new lease of life. Productivity and dominion for Christ. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. And so in this conference, I mean, God specifically told me this and I know there are still more. So in addition to those four things that he has given us, expect, expect the following. Praise the Lord. Expect the following. So just expect the following. Number one is healings of the sick and strengthening of the weak. Everybody shouted, hallelujah. You came from last year into this year spiritually weak. And you know yourself. If you are spiritually weak, you know yourself. Except if you don't want to be sincere with yourself. Alright? I'm not here to teach you about what are the symptoms of being spiritually weak. You know. You are prayerless. You are inconsistent. Alright? You are struggling day in, day out. Sometimes it's only in church that you feel the sensation that you are spiritual. Hmm? Healings of the sick, whether physical, like I taught on Sunday, spiritual, mental. So God is demanding for that. Let's quickly read the book of Isaiah chapter 35. I want to read. These are it's 10 chapters, but I want you to take note of this word was given. So don't take, don't take for granted these scriptures. The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them. And the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. Now, I want you to take note. If you have been operating like you are on the desert, the Bible says that there will be gladness, there will be joy. God will blow, I mean, you will blow. There will be blossomness, all right, as the rose in that same place. The place where you have experienced droughts, the fountain of life, is already raining on you there in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The next verse. So Bible says that it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice. Even with joy and singing, the glory of Lebanon shall be given to it. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it. The excellence of Camel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord the excellency of our God. Yes? They shall see. Strengthening the weak ends. Anybody who is weak, you are strengthened in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And make firm the feeble knees. 
Hmm. And the truth is this. There is no productivity when the knees are feeble. There is no dominion when the hands are weak. When hands are weak. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So, make firm the feeble needs. Next verse, quickly. And it says, say to those who are fearful, be strong. Do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. And so I declare, fear not in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I declare, be strong in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So look at the next verse. And it says, then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. Everything is on this mountain. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now the feast, the feast is taking place on the mountain. And I've explained that mountain. That's the manifest presence of God. So he said, then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. So God is going to activate your spiritual sense organs so that you can, pick, begin, to, you can begin to pick, you know, direct signals you know, from God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Next verse. Then the lame shall leap like a deer. I like this. You know, this came to pass. I mean, it was prophetic, but you know that for us now, this has taken place in the realm of the spirit. But we are enforcing it. Everyone who has been lame, not been able to walk by faith, not been able to walk in love, not been able to forgive, not been able to be productive, not being able to walk, Bible says, it, God told Abraham, he said, walk a length, breadth, and all that of the, of, the, of the land. He said, northwest, southwest, east, north, uh, northward, southward, and then um, eastward, the westward. And he said, you know, he said, take a walk. But it's difficult for somebody who is spiritually lame to do that. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I, I decree by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, Acts chapter 3, that guy that was lame at the beautiful gate, Peter told him, silver and gold I have not, but such as I have given to you. He said, rise up and what? And walk. When you are walking, there is a movement by faith. When somebody's faith is crippled, is a lame in the spirit. Anywhere your faith has been crippled, anywhere there's, you, you've suffered a kind of injury that led to a lack of spiritual movement, a lack of progressive, you know, tremendous progress that you are supposed to make. I am declaring as from today, you are not just healed and restored, you are leaping in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Give me this mic. Praise the Lord. So now, it says, And the tongue of the dumb sing, for water shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. I want you to take note. Put, leave this thing here. Water is not coming, coming out in the desert. What it means is that, you know, you know what it is for people to be panting and be believing God for water, and then the place is the desert, is the dry land, Another, this is figurative and symbolic of certain things. And all of a sudden, they eat gushers. They eat water. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what he's saying. But it's not for the lame. 
I don't know if I get what I'm saying. It is not for that's why the lame will have to start leaping and rejoicing for waters to burst forth. Look at it. He said, The tongue of the dumb should sing. And the kind of song he's talking about is there are songs that you'll be giving the new song. There are songs of the spirit that will come up already, you know, the song in circulation, but God gives it to you specifically because there's a water that is about to burst forth. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, these things are very, these things are very important. He said, and streams in the desert, verse 7. Verse 7, he said, the patch ground shall become a pool, and the texty land springs of water in the habitation of jackass. Now, let me tell you something. When I'm reading things like this, I'm trying to explain it. Think about it for communion and think it for your life. And it will now be very funny if communion is experiencing it and you're not seeing it in your life. Are you getting what I'm saying? Aha. Uh-huh. Because whether it's with fasting, consecration, whatever, these things must happen to communion this year. Yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, if you are part of the people who strongly desire it for communion, who strongly desire it for us as a spiritual family, and then you can plug in so that your own life too, all right, can experience the same. Look at this. There shall be grass with reeds and rushes. Next verse. And the Bible says in verse 8, a highway shall be there and a road and it shall be called the highway of holiness. Consecration. Consecration. Look at what it says. It says the unclean shall not pass over it. I'm going to use this to tell you certain things. The unclean shall not what? Pass over it. I remember there was a crusade a man of God was having in a particular African country. And then one which is a wizard, what they call them, was passing in the night. They finished the crusade, but what was where just dropped naked on the field there? Because it has become a no-flight zone. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that's how some people's lives are supposed to be. But there are people that they attract unclean things. Demons are unclean. You attract or claim because you are not operating on the highway of holiness. There is a level of consecration that can never give access to demons around you. Look at it. it said, the unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. I'm telling you some of the things that these conferences we confirm and do in our lives. Thank you. Do you get what I'm saying? So the unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's a, the destination of a fool is to deviate. Are you getting what I'm saying? To go astray. The destiny of a fool is to go astray. But Bible says that if this highway of holiness, somebody can consecrate himself, he will never go astray. Yeah. Somebody can consecrate. Now listen to me. This year, you must live in intense consecration unto God. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is not the, I'm having feeling, there's loss. You fast it out. You know, we're not fasting a lot this year, but we are praying a lot. So I want you to know that there are certain things that are in your corridor, around your life, that must be evacuated, cleared, so that your spirit can be pure. See, when your spirit is pure, you will know it. 
when he's pure. <laughs> when he's pure. You know, if I'm wearing white, just imagine me wearing white. A little tiny contaminant or maybe spot or stain will be so visible. Are you getting what I'm saying? And you know that can make me uncomfortable. You know that can make me uncomfortable. Good. The same way God has designed it, that you will feel so uncomfortable because there's something, no matter how little it is, like a stain on you in the realm of the spirit. But Bible says that blessed are those that purifies themselves. Having this hope. He said, if you have this hope, then you do what? You purify yourself. Not allowing anything to cling on you that is unholy this year. But it shall be for others, whoever walks that road, though is a fool, shall not go astray. Let me tell you, one of the things that this thing means, but I'm not teaching this really. These are just introduced six strokes for you to understand what God wants to do. So it means that, look at it. If you don't have enough information in your business, so it's considered that you are not having enough information to carry out a particular deal or trade. Listen to me. So it means that when you want to make a decision based on the information you should have gathered, you will not still make a wrong information. Even though you have not gathered enough. Are you getting what I'm saying? He said, do a fool. So it means that you don't have enough information concerning these steps you want to take about marital stuff. You don't have enough information. There are people who have gathered books who have read. And based on that, they can make best decisions. But he's saying that if you allow yourself to be really consecrated, you are yielded to the Holy Spirit, God will go ahead of you and help you to make the best of decisions. But that is not to say that you don't gather information that you are supposed to gather. But have you noticed, for every decision we make, we don't seem like we, we have gathered enough information whenever we want to make decisions. It's just like students on campus who will never feel like they have read enough. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are people that will never feel like they have read. We know those who don't read at all, who crash during the exam, but there are people who have been reading that we never feel like they have read enough. Are you getting what I'm saying? And most opportunities that God will present, the opportunities that will come impromptu, the opportunities that you never really, really prepared for. So you will need to depend on the Holy Spirit, on the highway of holiness, in order to make the best of decision. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he says, but it shall, it shall not be others, be for others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool shall not go astray. Yes, verse 9. Let's get to 10. And so that no lion shall be there, you know, nor shall any ravenous beast go up on it. He shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. He talks about beast. He talks about lion. Now, Bible says devil is like a roaring lion. Anything that threatens your life will not be allowed in that particular environment. Next verse. And Bible says, and the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sign shall flee away. Let me tell you, this is talking about coming of Christ. Contextually. Are you getting what I'm saying? Prophetically and figuratively is a word for us to change our life going forward this year. Are you getting what I'm saying? Good. So you take note of that healings for the sick and strengthening of the weak. Then you take note of deliverance and purification. Deliverance and purification. So as the word of God comes out, as we worship, as we pray, there is deliverance. 
And then you take note of setting people straight. I mean, God spoke to me. I was hard to be thinking. I think you will understand it better. If you are the type to be set straight. But I heard it directly. That I'm going to set people straight in this conference. Probably you have a broken focus. You look onto Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? Probably your mind is always distracted. Full of junks. All kinds of, he said he's going to set you what? Straight. Probably you are always deviated. I know you are not consistent. He said he's going to set you what? Straight. Hmm. <laughs> so you look at it. He said to live and then empower you to continually live. Now look at it. Opening of eyes, ears, and minds that we read about. Consecration and usefulness unto God. Consecration and usefulness. I want you to talk to your neighbor. Say, I'm highly consecrated. Say, I am also praying for you that you are highly consecrated. Say, this year, I am 100% useful for God. Yeah. Now, I found out that if God is not using you, they will use you. There is no, there's no, it's just that some people, God will use them small, and then you to devil, they will use them small, and they wake up and come back, and then, do you understand? Like that. You have to stop living your life, you know, sinusodially like that. If you are, want to stay up, just stay up. Are you getting what I'm saying? And when you can stay up, God will use you for those who are down. That's what happened in the values of the dry bones. You can stay up in God. Stay up in the night. Stay up in prayer. Stay up studying the word and feeding on the word. All right? And then God will use you for people that are in the valley. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, um, he gave another word. Isaiah chapter 25. I'm going to read it to, to chapter 26. So let's start from verse 1. And I will, after I've read it, I will explain some things. I will now read the points you should take note from it. <laughs> the body against I will use chief of the, Just go to verse 4. Go to verse 4. For you have been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy, in his distress, a refuge from the storm because of time, a shade from the heat, for the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the world. So you take note, number one, strength. You take notes, number two, refuge and covering. Refuge and covering. This is talking about God. And so what God is saying that I'm going to cover you this year. I am covering you. I am your cover. I am your refuge. And I'm supplying you strength. All right? Now, the next verse, Bible says in verse 5, you will reduce the noise of the aliens. Now, notice that it didn't say you will eradicate it. There is a way that plenty of goats can be beaten. Are you getting what I'm saying? The lion will just be looking at them. I hope you know. Uh, that at, at a level, you ignore some noises. You are not distracted by, by them. You know, lion is not bothered by all the noises you are making. It's not bothered. So he said he will reduce it. Especially when it's going beyond the capacity that you can bear. Noises can distract you. Noises can break our focus. When I say it will reduce the noise, at times the noises can be loud, but you are not hearing it that loud. I want you to understand what I'm saying. 
our world is full of noises. It comes in form of news, the trending things. But God is on a program, a target to hit for the kingdom. So the noise or noises are distractions to you. So it's going to reduce it. <laughs> it's going to reduce it. Well, it might be loud for others. It won't be loud for you. As it in a dry place, as it in the shadow of a cloud, the song of the terrible ones will be, the song of the terrible ones will be what? Diminished. Yes. He said, and in this mountain, again, the Lord of hosts will make for all people a feast of choice pieces, a feast of wines on the lease. Now, when God is talking like this, these are the things you need. And you get what I'm saying? God is not just going to give you things based on your own appetite or based on your own passion or what you have zeal for. No, he's going to give you things that you actually need in your life. Hmm. You know, Bible says that my God shall supply all your needs according to his what? His riches in glory. So he has wines. All right? On the leaves. He said, of things full of marrow, of well-refined, well-refined wines on the leaves. Now look at it. <laughs> Let me tell you. Except if you are not on this mountain with us, you must tear your spirits to experience God's manifest presence. In this conference, are you getting what I'm saying? Look. We know we have spent like 10 days now, have you? Or 11 days in January, have you? Some people are yet to touch, touch, really touch heaven. You know why you, I mean, you, you could have been in a program where there was a prophetic declaration, power, you know, in manifestation. But in your privacy, have you been able, has God broken you down? That you are worshiping and you are in tears. Then God wake you up in the night and you are praying. You don't even know the reason why you are praying. You feel the presence of God in your room. Now you have come to a mountain now. All right? That must redefine all your experiences going forward. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let me tell you something. There are certain experiences you must have before you have a kind of cash, a level of cash. There are certain kind of experiences you must have before you'll be able to marry a, a, the kinds of people you cannot marry if you don't have those kind of encounter. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are kinds of partners you cannot have. Hmm. Hmm. You know, Bible says the deep calls to the deep. Yes. Uh -huh. So those who have, those who are so deep, like 20 feet into the, into the ground, will not communicate and be friends with those who are just five feet deep. I know what I'm talking about. Even by your normal experiences, you will have noticed. There are groups you try to probably belong to or you love to belong. They, you, don't, you, you yourself, by yourself, you can't belong because you know you don't just fit in because their languages are different. They are thoughts different. The way they, do you understand? The kind of money they call is different. And it looks more like, well, I'd better go and work on myself and be better by myself and not waste on anybody or belongings to a group to be better. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that they will see the fire burning somewhere, then they will come and check who else is doing what we are doing here. The man of God was asking, he said, but you have been far from us. You have been far. I said, I've been busy. Ah, ah. Be, see, that's why Jonathan and David could communicate at a level that his father, Jonathan's father, could not fathom. Jonathan's father was telling Saul, was telling Jonathan, this guy, if you mess up, he will take the throne from you. As for me, I have become king. 
All that I'm fighting is for his to remain in my lineage. And you are the next. But Jonathan was not saying what Saul was saying. Jonathan was saying something different because Jonathan was deeply covenanted with David as a brother. Both of them were in the program of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are things that will look physically beneficial to you, but deeper in God is not. It's not. It's not. It's in the program of God that that which you think should naturally benefit you is for your brother. But it takes somebody who operates at that level. If you operate by the flesh, you'll have, you'll have been supporting the heading. Somebody who has lost the voice of God, lost the, do you understand? The presence of God lost. He was also chosen, but he lost it. The kingdom got taught under his leadership. So you could have teamed up with those ones because they are still the one in power, whereas God has destroyed, do you understand? Their kingdom. And then you think because you have connected to power, whereas God has raised and anointed another king, that you should see. Are you getting what I'm saying? The same way it is in the business. There are people that are not reigning right now. This is the best time to be friends and be covenanted with them. Because they will soon be reigning. I, I don't know. Do you get what I'm saying? But it takes those who are deep to see that this guy is carrying a special grace. There's something about this guy. Have you noticed that sometimes you are receiving a signal from a radio station or something, and then another signal is jamming? Have you noticed? Uh, that's how you can jam somebody else's signal. And perceive that something is going on. on the, I can see angels carrying out certain operations around this destiny, just like I also perceive around me. I think it would be better for me to search more to know what's up about this person, and then you now realize later that this guy will be very good to be your partner. Because if you stay up in the night praying two hours in tongues and the guy does three hours and then he's the kind of person that you can communicate with at least before you start involving people that are uncircumcised who will just have to now bow to the pattern you have laid. I don't know if I get what I'm saying. Okay. And in this mountain, somebody said this mountain. So it's like saying in this feast, the Lord of hosts will make for all the people. How many people? Everyone who participates, whether online or on site, a feast of wines on the list and fat things full of marrow and of well-refined wines on the list. Next verse. And he says, and he will destroy on this mountain. So as he's making, he's destroying. Listen, he says, the surface of the covering cast over all the people. So you are not just going to be feasting as you are hitting, your eyes are open. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hmm. As you are hitting, your eyes are what? Your eyes. As you are drinking wine, your eyes are what? Open. Now, remember that if somebody takes wine and he gets drunk, you will also be seen. Are you getting what I'm saying? He does not even see troubles. He does not see that he's in the, he does not see that he's in the drainage. He does not see, do you understand? He does not see that he's on the road. He does not see the happenings around. He does not see the economic meltdown. He does not hear all those news that you are hearing. He's hearing a different news. There are bad news, but he's hearing the good news. Do you understand? There are rubbish that people are seeing, but he's, he's seeing something better. Always seeing opportunities in problems. And you know the teachings on the drunkard now. He has a song. He sees differently. He has a dancing steps. Do you get what I'm saying? He's not, he has no worry. So he said it's a feast. So you get drunk there. So that your eyes can be what? Open. 
the surface of the covering cast over all people. Don't forget, the Bible says the God of this world has blindfolded there. So there is a covering cast over people. There is a covering cast over people in a particular industry that nobody is yet seen. And the veil, and don't forget, whoever sees first will take the lead. This is not according to a first come, the first that have been in the industry. It's not a first come, first serve. It's first seen, first serve. He said, the surface of the covering cast over all the people and the veil that is spread over all the nations. Hmm. So that's, this is how we can be father of all nations. This is how we can mentor nations. This is how, because we see better. Bible says, if a blind man is leading the blind, all of them, in the ditch, in the pit, they will fall. Praise the Lord. <laughs> But if somebody who sees, like I always hear that people say, follow those who know road, praise God. But you know if somebody does not know road, you will know. Because indirectly, the person is also following you, because asking you that, ah, are we sure, are we sure, are we? But if you, if you know somebody who knows road, do you understand? I mean, if you know somebody who knows road, who is not using GPS or who is using by the Spirit of God? He knows what he's doing, he knows where he's going. That those are the kind of people that you are supposed to what? Uh, follow. But even it's the Holy Spirit that is showing us the way. But that doesn't mean that you will not follow those who have really gone ahead of you because they can also put you through. Follow me as I follow Christ, the Bible says. And it will destroy on this mountain all those stuff. Verse 8. Let's move fast. He will swallow up death, death forever. So now, I want you to take note of some of those points. Strength, refuge, or covering. Number three is defending and fighting for his own. That is for us. Number four is on unveiling and opening of eyes of our understanding. You know what that means. All right? Bible says, when you turn to the Lord, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, he says, the veil is taken away. And the Lord is the spirit. You turn to the Lord, then your eyes can see. He said, then with unveiled face, we behold him. Second Corinthians chapter 3, if you read from verse 16 to 18. All right? So number five is victory over death. Every death consciousness this year in any heart is destroyed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I want us to get back to the time where everyone knows he carries eternal life. That is impossible to be found in a crash. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Everybody, we have to wake up now. We have to wake up now. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, you cannot be killed. Yes, is that clear? Yes, you cannot be killed in the air. You cannot be killed on the sea. You cannot be killed on the land. You cannot be killed in your dream. You cannot be killed in the night. You cannot be killed in the day. You are God's project on the earth. You are God's sons and daughters. Are you getting what I'm saying? So get it out of your heart. Get the fear of death. Get the consciousness of death out of your heart. Alright? We are victorious. Somebody say I'm victorious. Say over death, over Satan, over sin. Over self, over circumstances, over situations, over all kinds of evil. Say, I am victorious. I am victorious. Hmm. We are victorious. <laughs> oh God. He will swallow up death 
for how many days? Forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears. I mean, this talks about what's going to happen when Jesus Christ comes. So this is talking about divine consolation. We wipe away tears. It means that you look into your life, you can't find sorrow. Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes rich and it has no sorrow to it. You look at your record, you can't see the trace. You are glad what happened in the past happened. Though it brought sorrow, but you are glad. It has now switched into joy. You now have a better understanding why you have to lose the job. You have a better understanding why you have to lose the relationship. You, had a better, you now have a better understanding why you had to lose the money. Because if you look at the money you'll be having now, and the one you lost, you know it's better, <laughs> I lost that one. <laughs> I can't be losing the one. Are you getting what I'm saying? Aha. Uh -huh. The rebook of his, he said, wipe away tears from all faces. How many faces? Oh. All. The rebook of his people, he will take away from the earth for the Lord has spoken. Yes, continue. Continue. And the Bible says, and it will be said in that day, behold, this is our God. We have waited for him. Hmm. Manifestation. This is talking about manifestation. He will save us. Manifestation and salvation. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad re and rejoice in his salvation. Now we are glad and rejoicing in his salvation. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, you know what I found out about God is that you can't wait on him. I will not show up for you. Yeah. Bible says that those who wait on him, he will renew their strengths. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not worry. They will walk and not walk. Faith. That is our portion this year in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The next verse. So Bible says, we wait on him and we see his salvation. He said, for on this month in the end of the Lord, we rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God's power. God's power. On this Monday, this, this is, this, all the things I've been saying is in an attempt to tell you what the feast is all about. <laughs> Do you understand? Uh -huh. It's better titled Introduction to the Feast. Look at it. For on this Monday, the hand of God will rest. When J Jesus was casting out devils and they couldn't understand, he said, well, he's casting out devils, you know, by the bigger devil. Do you remember they accused him? Bezebub, the chief of all the devils, is casting out smaller. He said, well, this is the finger of God. All right? That has come. This is, I mean, you could see this, here. this is the finger of God. If he talks about a finger of God, what is now the hand of God resting on this mountain? <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? If the finger says, so what will the hand do? So the Bible says, and Moab shall be trampled down. So Moab is the uncircumcised corporations, uncircumcised establishment, uncircumcised structure, uncircumcised building. He said it shall be what? Trampled down. What it means is that you cannot have your own things you know, erected and established and other things at loggerhead with your home. Do you know all other cities gave way for the Israelites on their way to Canaan? Do you remember? Uh, so if that happened in the Old Testament, you can imagine what is happening now. Do you get? The reason why the uncircumcised are still dealing in drinks and they are still popular is because the circumcised has not ventured into it. I am telling you, according to the scripture, anything that the uncircumcised, the unbelievers are signing and they are doing 
uh, and they are thriving in it. The reason why they are still there thriving is because they have been able to outsmart the circumcised by employing them, by engaging them, by getting them to function just like um, Laban will use Jacob. And you get what I'm saying? Just like Potiphar will use Joseph. But the day Joseph realized, the day Jacob realized that, look, I can also be productive like this, is game over for their businesses. And that's why if you're a student, the uncircumcised are leading the class. The day you wake up, you take it up. Do you understand? Yes. That's the way it is. For on this mountain, the hand of the Lord will rest, and Moab shall be trampled down. Under him, a straw is trampled down for the refuse heap. Yes, next verse. Quickly, he said, and it will spread out. We are kingdom spreaders. His hands in their midst as a swimmer reaches out to the swim, and they will bring down their pride together with the trickery of their hands. Yes, we are about to finish. For the fortress of the high forth of your world, it will bring down. This is God just going all the way, defending us, fighting on our behalf, going on the offensive for us. Are you getting what I'm saying? He said, I will fight. You will not need to fight in this battle. He said, I will step into it for you. And you will keep your peace. Are you getting what I'm saying? Move. Yes. And it says, in the last day, in that day, the song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. God will appoint salvation for the world and bulwarks. Yes, the new song. That the spirit of gratitude open the gates that the righteous nation which keeps the truth, may enter in. When you hear gates like that, it's influential. All right? Operational wisdom. Best of decision making. Next verse. It says, you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Yes? And it says, trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah, the Lord, is everlasting strength. So, you know, I've mentioned like the first five. Victory, over there, that's number five that I mentioned last. Number six, consolation and comfort. Number seven, salvation and manifestation. Number eight, God's power manifestation. All right, that's when the hand rests. And then number, number nine, new song and open gates. And then number last, number 10, peace. Somebody say peace. Yes. Now to the business of the feast. So you know what God wants to do is God wants us to look at the word establishment. Hmm? And he has given me three illustrations. So I will start it today. I'll finish it tomorrow. So let's go to the first illustration. When it says kingdom establishment, I want you to know what it means. The first word he gave me is an army. Army. The second one is building. The third one is a plant. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I want us to see, I would start the army. I'm not sure whether I will be able to finish, but I will start it. Hmm. Can we pray in the Holy Spirit, wherever you are? If you're online, also pray in the Spirit. Just pray in the Holy Spirit. Let's raise our voice and pray some more in the Holy Spirit. Kela baba baba kasha kre baba lakata riketeliata yeke kere baba baba kasha karagata kaliate kela baba 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 kasha karakata yakalikete kerekete 
Liko baba raka yakata likate kalikate. Ebrakashaka rakata kalakata. Ikakalaka yaka baba rakata kayakata. Raise your voice, raise your voice. I say somebody needs to break out of something. Kalabaka shamba rakata liketuboriate. Meleke sufrakete liba baba kashaka ragata. Geleke tuko shaka rakaka yakata likete. Le mama makashanda rakata liete boriata. An unusual understanding, unusual understanding, unusual understanding. Spirits to spirits. Oh. I mean, all over the scriptures, you know that the world is full of bad truth, right? Good. So, you must know that you belong to an army on the earth. The God's army. And Babu says that everybody have their own rank and they don't break it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see, those who usurp authority will die in battlefield. That's why it's always good to, the centurion man says, I said to this one, go, and they go. I said to that one, come, and they come. It's difficult now to send some soldiers on errand because they won't go. But everybody has forgotten that they belong to a group of an army that is sent to protect, either protect a territory, the integrity of a territory that must not be compromised, or take over new territories. Now you see, children of God, see in this feast, you must, you will be awakened by fire, by force, in the mighty name of Jesus. We'll be awakened to our responsibilities. You see, soldiers that are supposed to protect the integrity of a territory, they are the ones that are opening the doors for the invasions of the enemy. How? By getting themselves into petty, petty things. The little, little things. The army, the soldier that should be firing shots, shots, is asleep in the battlefield. The soldiers that should be firing shots as entangled with the affairs of the world himself with the affairs of the world. The soldiers that should be firing shots is busy gossiping about the other soldiers. The soldiers that should be firing shots that should be focused on defending the integrity of a territory or taking more territory. You cannot be conscious of this in your life. That is enough. Even if you are living for eternity, that's enough a responsibility for you. That you will never have any time or any attention for anything else than to defend the integrity of the territory that you have been given. It's one thing to take over a territory. It's another thing to defend the integrity. What you once have, you can lose. Now, I want you to take notes. So, the soldiers, they get themselves involved in the affairs of this world. And let me tell you something. I know you know that in army or in different, we have different categories of soldiers. We have the Navy. We have the, um, the Air Force. We have the, what do you call the land? The land force. Praise God. I want you to know that there are tasks 
their assignment, their responsibilities, eh, the higher it is, the more their expertise. Are you getting what I'm saying? The more their expertise, the more they give themselves to training, the more they yield themselves to training, the more they develop themselves, the more they, do you understand? The more they can stay away from some kinds of things, the more they can discipline themselves. The discipline of a soldier is more than the discipline of an athlete. That's why some of them, sometimes they are on the battlefield months. They are without their family. So let's look at it in these two angles. So God wants you to take over a new territory. And God wants you to defend the territory that you have had. But God is, de is demanding that it's only a soldier that is rooted that can do that. Else the soldiers can compromise. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hmm. Let's, let's look at a few scriptures. <laughs> there is no way any army, now, before we get into scriptures, listen to this. There is no way any army anywhere can invade any nation without finding a base, either near the nation. Are you getting what I'm saying? I mean, some of, I'm, I might not be able to give you the exact picture of how this thing functions. You know, when you see the Chinese or China army wants to now have a naval base or wants to have something based in Africa, and then the integrity of America might be a bit, are you getting what I'm saying, threatened. Like, the sovereignty of America might be threatened. They might feel threatened because that what are they doing around that? Do you get what I'm saying? Because they are now getting closer to where they can just launch anything at any time. What it means is that even soldiers, listen, as soldiers in the army of God, we are constantly in battle. And that battle, see, let me tell you, when I say battle, I'm not saying that every day you are fighting with demons and uh, you understand, you're, you're, it's demonology. You're, everything to the end that you take over a territory. It takes more than fighting the demons and overcoming demonic powers to take over a territory. Do you understand? You can dislodge principalities and powers over a territory and not be able to negotiate with human beings who have hosted them for years. And they are everywhere. They're in every industry. At an entertainment. There are demons as hassle. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hassle demons exist. Hassle koano. I mean, what's the new one? They just, do you understand? Exist. They can shut down university. Hassle, hassle gov uh, demons in government exist. In every culture, in every strata, in every you know, area of society, facet of life. You see principalities and powers. They already established their, their um, um, sub-powers in those places. So we fight. You know, in, in, in generally in the army, you see those who are naval officers, they are not Air Force. Those who are Air Force, they are not. In the kingdom, we are everything. Praise God. Bible says far above powers and what? Principalities. Let me tell you something. In taking over a territory, the best way to fight and to come in is through the air. It's through the air. It's through the air. It's when you need to rescue certain people that are on the ground that you deploy. Are you getting what I'm saying? And Bible says we are seated with Christ. 
in heavenly places, far above powers and what? Principalities. So most of the time, we don't fight at our level. We don't fight at angle of elevation. We fight down. But what is the key thing about this? So God is saying kingdom establishment, establishing the kingdom comes with battles. Are you getting what I'm saying? And if the kingdom will be established, then the soldiers must be rooted. They must be rooted. I mean, what is, you, if you dislodge certain people who operate a kind of technology, and you don't have the sense to operate the technology after you have dislodged them, and then the technology is of no use. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it takes more than just dislodging the devils, the demonic powers, to actually take over and operate a territory. Systems have to be put in place. Structures have to be put in place. The kingdom culture have to be imposed. I don't know if I get what I'm saying. It has all happened in the scripture. It has all happened that even the Jewish people were carried. The Daniels and his friends, they were taught the language of the Tigians. Do you remember? They were taught. They wanted to change their orientation. What you think somebody's language, you are changing his orientation. You are tampering with his culture. That is the truth. You realize that good money has a different meaning in Yoruba language when it's spoken in Yoruba language. You can say good money disrespectfully. You cannot say a car disrespectfully. You cannot. Even just pronouncing it, the respect is already part of it. So you hear Nava base. You hear, there was a time I heard there was one submarine around the Nigeria. And it was there for months and they were not aware. And then they left. Hmm. So we are located strategically on the earth. We have a base on the earth. In this world to enforce the victory of Christ as his soldiers, banded as one in his army. Now listen to me. Army base is necessary for our field operation. And what is our fight? That of faith. Our base is the gathering of the saints. Where we retreat. Where we are re-equipped where we are refreshed, where we recharge in order to refire and conquer more territories. But we don't see, most of the time, believers don't see the gathering of the saints like that. That each time we come to worship together, we are re-equipped. We are refreshed. And then look at it. He said, we are ter- territory takers. Now, I want you to take note of these three things. Somebody say, I'm a territory taker. Good. We are territory takers. Giant slayers, and we are kingdom spreaders. Hmm. Let me not deceive you. All throughout the scriptures, I will give you some examples. All right. All throughout the scriptures is battle. You know, David got to the throne, he has to still keep the throne. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh And if you are not a strategic person, you cannot win a battle. It's more than just shooting. You must be eating the target. Uh, it's deeper than the way you must be eating. You know, there are people that are called snipers. 
Uh, once you miss it, you can be you can be kept too. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And everything is the battle over territory. If you control a territory, you control its words. If you control a territory, you control its people. You control a territory, you control everything that is there in that territory. Praise the Lord. You always hear America saying, on American soil. On American soil. They can go mad. Do you understand? On American soil. And then tampering with any citizen of America. They can go mad. I mean, sometimes when I think about this American's kind of behavior and perspective about their citizen, about their land, about everything that is theirs, even their embassy, do you understand? You know, they can destroy a nation to keep their embassy. The embassy in the nation. Anything can be happening around the embassy, around the nation. You can even kill your president, but their embassy is under a direct watch from Washington or probably Pentagon or whatever. You know, you have to have this consciousness that you are under the radar of God. You have to have that consciousness that where you operate is the gate to heaven. The angels descending and ascending. You have to have that consciousness that you are supplied. That's why scripture says the weapon of our warfare, they are not carnal because they are supplied from heaven. But they are mighty to pulling down strongholds. To pulling down strongholds. Give us 2 Timothy chapter 2. Let me just end with that because the time is gone. <laughs> I have so much to share with you. Oh God. You will never for, forsake this, the, the gathering of the saints. Because each time we gather, I want you to listen to me. Once I give you an opportunity to stand here, you are standing in the position of a general. You must give a commandment. Even your announcement is a commandment. The prayer, commandment. Your worship, song, commandment. Are you getting what I'm saying? You don't allow people to command you. The last thing anybody will do in our ministry is to command me. The day that happened, is game over. And so when you are giving, you are standing here. Any center, anywhere, communion is mentioned. You have to command as I will command. I hope that is clear. Because you are in a position of a general that give directives to the rest of the army. Our gathering treats those who are sick. It's just soldiers that are wounded. Our gathering is an operational theater to rescue those who are down. Are you getting what I'm saying? You therefore, no, go to verse one. Go to verse one. Look at it. Say, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Yes. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses. Listen, there are many witnesses. Commit this to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Now, there are so many unfaithful men. You must detect people's faithfulness by the Spirit. Commit to faithful men. There are people who are faithful now because they are poor. They will be unfaithful when they are rich. There are singles who are faithful now. Every time they are there, once they are married, that's the end of their ministry. Commit to faithful men. The faithfulness he's talking about here is now we handle things in the future. So you could see their hearts next 10 years. You could see their heart next 20 years. Next verse. And the Bible says, You therefore, now listen, must endure hardship 
as a good soldier of Christ. The ones that can't endure hardship are bad soldiers. Bad market. He says, if you faint in the days of adversity, your strength is what? It's not that you don't have at all, but it is small. Next verse. Hardship. Now, he didn't say hardness. Hardship has to do with the training of a soldier. Hardship has to do with the equipping of a soldier. Hardship has to do with the selflessness of a soldier. Hardship has to do with being awakened as a soldier. Hardship has to do with being watchful as a soldier. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hardship has to do with intercession as a soldier. Hmm. Look at it. He said, there are things you will deny yourself of. That's the hardship. He said, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a what? So now, who is he referring to? Who is he referring to? He's referring to, he's referring to God and spiritual authority that God used to enlist you. A soldier does not please himself now. He pleases his commander. Is that not what he said? I said to this one, go. That's the interest of the commander. Now he tells some people to go. They are thinking about it. Before you know it, it's coming, they are doing Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, can you be on the battlefield and you are thinking of one girl you want to date? Some people have concluded about the girl they want to date. They've, they've killed it. They've finished it. It's just for them to bring out high V. Whereas the general, the commander is not aware. Sometimes we joke, we don't understand spiritual authority. You need to go and sit down with the centurion. What he said? He said, I'm a man under authority. He said, I cannot tell anybody to go if I've not been conferred authority. That's what he said. He said, Jesus, you are like that. There is nothing you say you talk to on this earth that will not respond to the authority that you have been conferred with. That's why Jesus Christ, when he was going, he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. You guys now, go based on that authority. Any pastor that is called, is called based on that shared authority. We mess up a lot with spiritual authorities. We don't understand it. And that's why sometimes we don't honor, we get casual with it. We are familiar. Do you understand? We don't, maybe because sometimes it looks like, okay, I mean, the head of my department, we are like mates. I'm even older than him. You understand? You don't understand that that person has been conferred upon with an authority that what you are fighting alone, when you gather your friends and pray to secure, you pray to overcome, that authority can just wink. And that's the end of the trouble. That's the end of the trouble. Now we are fighting for a portion of the territory of Lagos. <laughs> Whereas my own pastor. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then his own pastor. And then his own pastor's pastor's pastor. Can you see different level of authority? And different level of influence? And different level of power? I will continue from this chapter tomorrow. Are you blessed? Yes, sir. Somebody say, I'm a soldier of Christ. Say, I'm established. I'm established.
Can you rise up?